It's Honey, the podcast. <laughs> okay, honeybees, it's Tiffany and Allison back with <laughs> episode two of our Sweetest Honey podcast. Sweetest Honey. Ba, 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 da, ba. Ba, 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 ba. That's, That's the, the theme song. Theme <laughs> Officially. You're you welcome. First. Um, <laughs> Probably not. Today, what we're talking about is interracial relationships. Our marriage is to um, people that don't have the same amount of melanin in our skin. Like nah. One of us is darker than the other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tiffany gets to go outside for 2.5 seconds and come back with tan lines. I go out for 2.5 seconds and I'm burnt. It's great. It's a great time. Yeah, well, you know. I think that some of us were just built for being outdoors, I guess. I don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> I mean, it just means that you're pasty as shit, and if you go outside, the sun will burn you, and I can be outside, and I just get like a nice little sun-kissed, toasty glow. <laughs> well, I'll just stay inside in my bedroom and little, be pale as fuck for the rest of my life. Glow, toasty glow. All right, so what has your experience been like before our relationship in dating? Have you dated anyone outside of your race before me? Has it always been with other white people or tell me I gotcha. about that? Uh, so no, um, I've dated white women and men. I've dated um, Hispanic women and men. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, uh, kind of dated this Asian lady. She was married, oh, yeah. but the husband knew. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. Uh, and then you, um, I've never. So I'm definitely the darkest for sure. Of, 100%. Of all of the shades. All 100%. these people could pass for like, maybe white. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. So, yeah. Okay. Yes. And how was that experience? Did you feel like you still experienced kind of marginalization and prejudice when you were in those relationships, if you were visible with these people? Or did you feel like it was just kind of the same as it was just like, ill the gay thing, but not so much somebody's not white thing? Um, yeah, I never really experienced anything that I noticed. No. Um, mm -mm. no, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, there was this one time, though... Like, we all went shopping, uh, including, like, the girl's family was there. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that, like, the retail clerks in the store um, were very attentive. Because mm -hmm. <clears throat> I, and I knew that feeling. Like, they felt like we were going to steal. So they were watching, like, every move that was made. Right. Uh, specifically her family. And I was just, you know, guilty by association. Right. So, uh, that... I've experienced that, but it wasn't, if she walked into a store somewhere, I don't know that she would receive that same things because she was a little bit lighter than her sister was. Mm, gotcha. Okay. And melanin. How did that make you feel? Was that something that like you recognized kind of on your own? Was it something that, you know, just a little bit later, like it put her in a funk and you were just like, well, what's wrong? And then they brought that to light like or was it something that you noticed like in the moment like this is sketchy these people are like watching us and I think they're yeah being no that's definitely something I noticed in the moment just mm -hmm. because being in retail 
for so long like you learn you the, know the signs. yeah you yeah. know the signs and that's exactly what they were doing like if you're at ross you have to walk the shortage highway and if somebody veers off and they're in uniform and you know they're going somewhere you know that they're being sketchy about what's going on oh gotcha I didn't know oh yeah like when i worked at ross like one of the corporate things that they tell you to do is walk the shortage highway so if you would go from the back to the break room to the front of the store instead of just being able to walk straight through the middle of the store you literally walk on the to the right of the blue tiles so if you ever pay attention when you're in the store there's usually different yeah. color tiles that line like the perimeter of the store you're supposed to walk the per- perimeter so that you could look in the aisles and see if clothes are misplaced you know just signs of the mm-hmm. empty hangers um people that are lingering for too long <clears throat> you know sketchy activity like that so they just always want you to even on your way back from your lunch break they got you still slaving away making sure that you don't steal all those deals <laughs> don't steal the Ross deals. Please don't steal You the heard Ross it first. Deals. Here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that, well, that's interesting. So what about your dating experience of other uh, races? Now. Not racist, but races. Races. I wanted, to, I wanted to clarify. 50 shades yeah. of, of people. Um, my experience has been more along the lines of um i've dated lots of white people mm-hmm. um and I've, I've dated some black people um aside from that just as far as like visibility goes it was just usually like some type of like shade of white or brown like it wasn't you know anything that, but i really think that for me as long as it wasn't somebody whose skin color matched my skin color it would still kind of get me the dirty looks and you know things like that so oh you got dirty looks and stuff oh yeah oh my gosh just people that just would just and it's usually older white people you Hmm. know just you'd be out in the mall and you know i like to hold hands or you know touch or hug or whatever and they just got like this almost grimace on their face like ugh and then you know me and my fashion would kind of give like a little head tilt and like a sarcastic smile and you know, just acknowledge. It's just like, yeah. And then like when I was younger, like I would do things, I would actually say things like, it's because I'm black, isn't it? And that always made people super oh. uncomfortable. But it's yeah, that would make me very it's uncomfortable. To do. So great. I loved it. Hmm. But yeah, I was always hyper aware of other people's responses. So it's partially just out of the fact that I like to watch people. And then partially out of safety. There's always some degree of awareness that any environment that I'm in could be an unsafe one especially being out and being visible in that way whether that's just something someone that's going to say something that's really harmful or if it's somebody with a more radical um a more radical feeling or Mm -hmm. like a polarizing feeling about black people like my physical safety as well Hmm. so yeah it's not a great time not super sexy no, I don't usually notice that in stores. Uh, I I do more like walking out of the store and like parking lots and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's everywhere. But it's the checkout at Walmart. Yeah. It's the fact that you know the greeters don't always greet me if I'm alone. But if we're together, we usually get greeted unless it's just a greeter that doesn't care. Mm. Um, you know, I've watched white people walk out person by person, like even still Walmart, and you know they don't ask for the receipts, and then they get up to me and ask for the receipt or. Hmm. You know, people that'll like cut you in a line or something like that and then act like they didn't know you were in line and kind of like stand in front of you and be like, oh, I'm sorry, were you in line? Actually, yes, I was. And I will kindly step back where I was in line. 
So, yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. See, and there are times when I'm with you and I don't notice things mm-hmm. either. And then you tell me about it and I'm like, I don't. Like the one lady that like tried to like sit on me at oh tell that fish story market. yeah so Allison and I were at a restaurant um and a little bit more in the city than where we are right now and you know the people that live in the area are usually like white people that have you know a, a little bit of money or whatever so that's just kind of the demographic that's there and it's a pretty you know nice place like you know you get like a whatever you know it's seafood so you know seafood prices. And we were sitting down waiting for a to-go order, right? Mm-hmm. And there's, like, these two older white women. So, like, when you're sitting down, there's, like, an area with, like, a bench. And then there's a couple regular seats. And it was particularly busy on this day. So, everybody, all these seats were taken. And, you know, we were kind of taking turns. Maybe I was in some, maybe I was having, like, some back pain or something like that. So, we sat down together <clears throat> on the bench while we were waiting for our food to get done. And there's like this older lady and like her like sis. And when I say older lady, she's like in her like a good like 60, 65 years old. And apparently like her mom that was with her and like her sister that's around her age. So like, you know, if you're 60, 65, you know, her mom's got to be in like her 80s or 90s or whatever. So we were there before these people got in. We're already seated. And they come in, order whatever, and then they come over and stand. And what, what was... Those That's are our dogs. dogs. So what was it that that was said? Like, what did she say? She was just like, Mom, you can come sit down over here or something like that. But it was like practically like on top. Yeah, I don't remember what, what she said. I didn't hear it because I was but on the other side like of you. She had just invited her mom to just be like, come and just sit on this black person. Like, she doesn't matter. So it was like not enough room for a whole body to be where this was. Now, my thing was... I am one of those people, I just feel like you can be kind, you can stand up for an older person or somebody that was like handicapped or whatever, but there was like no room as it was. I don't remember exactly what it was, but like it wasn't enough room for like an extra body in that area. And um, just for her to kind of sit her on top of me, it really, really rubbed me the wrong way. And this was also after you got up to go to the bathroom because it was your seat. You had gone to the restroom and then mm. you were supposed to come and sit down or whatever. And she still just kind of like sat this lady on top of me. And I got up and we went and stood kind of far away from them. But it just really, really irritated me that instead of speaking to me like a person and being like, you know, hey, you know, my mom's got hip issues or back issues or she's about to die issues, whatever. Yeah. Do you mind? Right. Do you mind? She was just like, just like sit here like, oh, no, no, no it's fine. And I was just like, no, it's not OK. And it just made me feel just like my presence didn't matter that my you know, I I just am so used to being in these situations where people make me feel so small and less than and, you know, like invisible in a way. And it (laughs) just felt like super like microaggressive, but it was very aggressive at the same time. And I was like, I've got to go say something to this lady. And when we were on our way out, I was just like, I just need you to know that what just happened was absolutely not okay. I was, she was like, well, some people might not have minded, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, I'm not some people. Like, this made me very uncomfortable. Like, I do not like to be in enclosed spaces like that. And she was practically sat on top of me. So just for, in case you're, you encounter this situation again, you need to know that this is not okay. And then we continue to stand, you know, a little bit further away and till our stuff got ready to go or whatever. So still, like, I wouldn't have had an issue with it 
had she just asked like I said like like I said I don't remember exactly what the circumstance was for the space or whatever but just to be sat on like literally sat on by like an older white person literally instead of like <laughs> metaphorically this time which it just made me feel just super uncomfortable it didn't sit right with me and then I felt so much better after I said what I had to say but like my hands were shaking because I didn't want it to come across like oh if it escalates and I'm labeled as angry or... yeah that angry black woman right exactly so it was not not a good time no that wasn't a good time we had a real long conversation about it on the way we home did. We did. Uh, yeah I remember that um what are some other experiences that you remember us having together um just about like with people being like a jerk or or have you noticed well I mean like I feel like at this point I'm always just kind of kind of address it like mm-hmm. I know that people are always kind of like weird about it at first if they're not allies or if they're not you know LGBTQIAB identified or anything like that so I'm not sure you know I mean it's just always like you can tell when people are kind of walking on eggshells about mm-hmm. it um but I would rather just have a discussion than to have somebody like stare or say something weird because you know like I'll always address it but I can't remember no I don't really remember really pertinent to like the race thing that's here no I don't remember that uh at I feel all like I got other than... way more of that when I was with men for whatever reason hmm. than with you I know that like a positive experience for me and something that I've found funny it's like we'll walk places together and like obviously together holding hands arms around each other something like that and when we pass black people they always like do a head nod Mm -hmm. to us and like I remember being like honey why why did why does everybody keep nodding like did you see that like why do you nod at you not because I was jealous, but I was like, just trying to figure it out. Mm. And you're like, oh, I think it, I think it's just because you're with somebody black. I don't yeah. know. And I like, was like, oh, like a, you know, so there's actually, and I will like shout out to the ladies doing work at the Stoop podcast, the Stoop S-T-O-O-P. They actually did a really, really cool episode about like the head nod and where they interviewed people, huh. they would stop people on the street and just kind of what it means when they felt inclined to do it or not do it and I thought that was super insightful so just like the nod you know like what's up you know like it can be so many different things but I feel like it's always kind of like 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 an affirmation type of thing I it's gotcha. just like an I see you like yeah good looking out you know this I, looks good I got gotcha. something that I approve of or like to show solidarity Okay. Um, so I think that, you know, just kind of like by association, you get kind of like put into that or whatever. And I think that that's really, really cool for them to be yeah interacting with you socially that way. Yeah. But what, what hasn't always worked out for me is like I've started nodding back. Mm-hmm. And then times I'll see like black men walking down the aisle in Walmart or something mm-hmm. and I'll do a head nod and forget that you're not with me. And then they look at me funny Either like, oh, uh, you're coming on to me, or oh, like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why is this white chick <laughs> nodding at me? Why are you just doing that while you're at 
what are you doing in Walmart? This is your uh, like regular behavior. What are you doing? <laughs> I was just shopping. Like You're this like, happened I'm, literally the other just day. Come over here, get me some coffee grounds. Like this, this dad walked down with his kids. African American man walked down with his kids, and like he had just told his daughter no. He was like, no, nah, I'm not buying that shit. And I thought that was funny, mm -hmm. and so I was laughing, and then I did the head nod, and he just kind of looked at me, and I was like, oh, mm. well, my black wife isn't here to, <laughs> to affirm make me make sense. in this, <laughs> sorry, you just see me nodding at you. Sorry. So sorry. <laughs> but it happened, like, it literally happened, like, two days ago. That's funny. See, white people don't do that. They're just like, oh, no, we know that your credit score is still shit. We know it. <laughs> You wide I don't know. I feel like we do the same thing when we see lesbians too and can confirm it like That's out true, in the but wild. I think that, that makes much more sense socially because everybody understands what's going yeah. on there. Yeah. Because I always feel if we're not already holding hands or touching in some way, if we see somebody else like that, I need them to see that so that they know like, hey, we are like here with you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I feel like that's almost like asking for pronouns you know I gotcha. just like oh no let's grab hands and then like make sure that we make sure that they know like y'all yeah, like safe place. email us or comment or something like that i am so curious to know y'all can dm us on instagram sweetesthoney.love on instagram um ohoney2018 at gmail.com i am just so curious for all the other gay people out there how do you feel compelled to let other gay people know that you see them that you're kind of in solidarity with them and what ways do you show that or do you think that's really weird and you're just like no it's just people why do you make a big deal of it i'm curious about y'all's intake or <laughs> your outtake not your intake while well, i'm at work <laughs> yes and then i can email you over your intake uh, paperwork and you can fill that out and bring it with you to your appointment. Um, just so you know, your copay will be $50. We can take cash, credit, or debit card. For In case you haven't gathered, my wife works at a uh, psychiatric clinic. We don't need to talk about it. Moving on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we don't even have the time to get into that. Um, one thing that I was going to ask was... Uh, what about hair? What questions did you have? Oh my like, gosh. Going into <sighs> a relationship with a black woman for the first time. I didn't know <laughs> a damn thing about your hair type. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. I had so many questions. Like I was like, why you only wash your hair once a week? Doesn't it get gross like mine? Oh, no, it doesn't. Okay. And then that one was explained. Um, the other one... Why Why do you have so many different ways to to have your hair? You've got sew-ins, you've got weave, you've got all these micro braids and like all of these things that I had no experience with and it was, I, I didn't know. So literally every time you go to the hair salon, I'm like, okay, so <laughs> explain to me what you're getting done. In, like, baby terms, please. Like, think of, like, the smallest white baby, and that's how I want you to explain it. And I would be like, okay, Google.com, okay, hashtag come through Pinterest. Like, <laughs> And she'll just show it to me. I'll be like, oh, but I didn't know. Mm -hmm. Like, when people would be like, oh, she ripped her weave out, I was like, damn, that, that's just another word for hair. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, I, I was really white. 
okay. I'm still very, very white. How did you feel about, I know that like the thing, it's always like if it's like an interracial couple and it's like a black woman like in a movie or like on a TV show, there's always the moment where the black girl is going to sleep over at the white guy's house. Oh. And she's got to figure out when to bring out the headscarf. So yeah. So how did you feel? How long were we dating? And how did you feel seeing the headscarf for the first time? Um, I I feel like it was pretty soon into our relationship. Like, relationship. <laughs> like a week or two in, maybe. You think so? Three weeks? Four weeks? I don't, like I don't a, know. Like, ish, Sure. Yeah, so everything was really fast in our relationship. <laughs> Typical lesbians. So I don't, I don't remember the exact amount of time we've been That's dating. What did you think? Um, I was, I, I was like, okay, she likes to wear this. <laughs> Maybe it keeps her head cool. I didn't really, I didn't. <laughs> Maybe it keeps my head. I didn't know why you wore it, and so you of course had to explain that too. And I was mm-hmm. just like, oh. Oh, it does. And I'd always wondered in like, you see in the movies, like these women of color that want to have silk pillow, pillowcases and like silk sheets and stuff. And I'm just like, why don't you just slide off of it? But now it makes so much sense. I'm like, oh, tear your hair. I need a silk pillowcase. Yeah. So, so it's to keep your hair from tearing Mm -hmm. and so that you don't have to straighten it again after you just straightened Mm -hmm. it and there aren't any creases. Right. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm learning. Yeah, you learning. <laughs> you doing so great. I am smart. <laughs> <laughs> what about okay? And my in-laws <coughs> are older, white. Yeah. Super Christian. Yeah. Very active in the church. Mm. Friends with people in the churches they've been with have played music, been in ministry in the churches. Super involved for all of that. So not only with like a little gay baby who she is the baby of three. So you know how people feel about the baby of the family. And not only is it gay, but also it likes another one that is black. How? (laughs) That was a fun time. How was that? (laughs) Um, You know, they had already come to terms with the gay part by Mm -hmm. that point. So I figured, hey, you know, while I'm already out here... (laughs) Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and let y'all know I've met somebody and she's black. Like, that's the last thing I mentioned. Um, because that's exactly how I would talk about anybody else. And like, And race wouldn't like, matter. Well, I think my mom was more surprised that I told her about somebody I was dating versus um, the fact that you were black. Mm-hmm. So, because we hadn't really openly discussed my dating life mm-hmm. since I had come out for real. Right. Um, because it made me uncomfortable discussing it with her because I was projecting, um, I was projecting a little bit thinking that, and feeling guilty because, because, she, <sighs> so I was feeling guilty because, <laughs> oh my God. It's okay. <laughs> Sorry, it's in the it's in the yellow. You're good. Is you this better? Feeling, yes, guilty okay. and projecting. Yeah, so I was feeling guilty and projecting that onto her. I'm sure she would have liked to have had a better relationship with me after that. Um, I just wasn't 
quite ready for it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, mentally, ma- maturity level wise, it just, I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, I think she was more surprised that I was telling her that. And it was the day after the presidential election, like the elections and Donald Trump had been announced as our president. And we were sitting in the uh, hospital waiting room because my dad had had surgery. Mm-hmm. And so I was telling her about it while everybody else was just talking about Trump the whole time. Cringe. Deep South. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. God help us all. So that's how I took my mind off of all of the Trump crap was to talk to her about that. Mm-hmm. And we were able to have a conversation kind of over on the side and just talk about you for a second and how we met and stuff like that and how we'd yeah. been on our dates and uh, that's where she got her first information on you. So, <laughs> what about your dad? What did your dad say? <laughs> um. So, dad was in the hospital, fresh out of surgery, uh-huh. and you were supposed to be coming down, and we were gonna go visit him together, mm-hmm. and you meet him for the first time. Mm-hmm. And he was doped up. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, hey, you know, I'm going to be bringing my new girlfriend, Tiffany. She's going to meet you tomorrow when I come back. Um, I told him about you in general. And then the last thing was, oh, and by the way, she's black, so don't say anything stupid. Mm-hmm. And uh, not that he necessarily would, but he... <sighs> no, don't you try to sugarcoat it. He is not racist by any means. Like, me and this man are super, super close. Like, it's... A really strange relationship, but I love him so much. Like, he is my best friend, whatever. So, he is not, there's not like a hateful bone in his no, body. No, like he just he says it out everybody. of He just has no ignorance filter. Yeah. And he was born, I mean, he's never said anything like that to me, but no. it was still a possibility because when that's something that you grow up around or whatever. So I've never yeah. heard him say and, anything like that. And he might have said something hella dumb. He could have, especially, especially if you up. add medication. More medication than right. what he normally takes. So, uh, <laughs> so, I mean, he grew me and my mom both grew up in Birmingham during the civil rights era. So that's, that's where we're at. Uh, anyway, so we were watching the news and this weather lady came on and he was like, oh, this lady's got a, uh, an inward booty. Oh my God. <laughs> and you were supposed to be meeting him the next day. Oh my and like, I don't think that's I don't, idea. I've never heard him say that word until that day. <laughs> and I was immediately so uncomfortable I was like, Dad, you cannot fucking say that, that I said the F word out loud to him. And he said, why? She does. And I was like, that's not, that's not the point. That's not the point. Um, so needless to say, I did not take Tiffany to meet him no, the I next day. I did not meet day. him until he was nice and um, sober-esque at Thanksgiving. Yeah. Mm. So that was, that was his first reaction. And now they're best friends. Like, it's the weirdest thing I've yeah, ever seen in my life. Weird. He throws me under the bus when we play spades, so we, we got we got some things to work on still. But yeah, they're spade partners. It's I really cute. I love him. That's my buddy. I adore him. Yeah, and he I, loves her more than me. I know. Like every time you go home, and he's like, "Oh hey, where's Tiff?" Yeah. <laughs> if she ever goes to the house, it's alone. <laughs> never just "Hey, good to see you." It's "Where's Tiff?" Every time. It's great. When she makes calls me feel him, super he does validated. The same thing. It's super great. Is Tiffany there? I'm like, yeah, she's right here. <laughs> Let me talk to her. <laughs> Thanks. 
I'd be like, I'll take this in the other room, thanks. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but he was so fine. precious. What other cultural things? Did you have any preconceived notions or ideas about what it would be, what it would be like to be with a black girl? No, I feel like that's a creepy white guy thing. Uh, not for real uh, yeah. about that. I think the thing that I, one of the culture <laughs> things that I was interested in is when we went to Thanksgiving with your family for mm-hmm. the first time, I was like, oh, fuck, I don't know what they eat. Mm-hmm. Am I, I'm going to have to eat something weird and pretend that I like it, <laughs> and I might gag and throw up a little bit at the table. How do you hide that at Thanksgiving? <sighs> I was real stressed out about that. Really? Yeah, and then when I got there and I saw the food, I was like, oh, <laughs> it's the same thing we it's eat. Normal, okay, just with more seasoning than salt. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, though. White knows that white people like putting... <laughs> raisins and mayonnaise and salt and everything. Okay, my family does not do that shit, so take that back, first and foremost. I won't. Uh, they don't do that. I won't. My family, I our won't. family, does not do that. I have a sister-in-law named Susan, y'all. That's all. That's all. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And she doesn't put raisins in her man in her mayonnaise in her. See, not in her mayonnaise. Salad, in her potato salad, potato salad, See, she all the salads. What, I don't remember what type of salads we were talking about. What kind of salad you don't put raisins in? And it's yellow raisins, and you know it's yellow raisins. I always forget, but we don't put raisins in potato salad. Well, Allison doesn't put raisins in anything because she don't cook like that. So. Okay. Well, what was your experience like? <laughs> besides lack of seasoning, coming to my house. Well, you were the first girl i ever took home <laughs> so that was already hard enough yeah let's for my mother <laughs> yeah um, that could be a topic by to itself whiteness. like my grandmother had dated white men mm. in the past i had always had like a white boyfriend mm. really close friends we were used to living in super like rural areas so we always had like white like family you know like people that weren't related yeah. to you but you grew to know and then that was like a part of the family yeah. so you know that wasn't really much of a thing but my mom had a hard time with the okay this is the thing because i met you and i was like oh okay well i guess this is a thing so you know <laughs> i thought that maybe i was just gonna have to just figure out how to be happy and try to blend in with the straights and that's, <laughs> that was not it allison i was like oh no it's you got it okay great so how do we tell my mom this because you know, we had always had a, I was just like, there's no reason to be trying to hide anything. It is what it is. You know, I'm not going to hide you. I love you. So why do you think the stigma is so much like the the LGBT stigma is so negative in the African-American community? You know, I mean, like, and I feel like it might just be one of those things where it's like, that's white people shit. Kind of like telling your mom to shut up. Kind of like some of the things that you see is that like a lot of black people is until like super recently mm-hmm. it was like even though you know that like your cousin is gay or your brother is gay you don't talk about yeah. it yeah you know that all of the guys that play like you know all of yeah. the choir directors that go to black churches and like the gayest dudes ever but it's not something that you talk about so I gotcha it's not something that's like super visible and then it's something else that a lot of the time especially being in the south and you know with people 
yeah holding on to their religion so much you're just like that's not you know it's a sin it's not of god yeah you know you can cast away these gay demons i'm not gay no more <laughs> that's i will not carry a purse because that's exactly I have been delivered. how that works <laughs> you know? but um i think that that's got something to do with it so it's not something they're very exposed to hmm. you always especially like growing up you always had like a like an uncle and that uncle's like friend that they bring to the cookout and aunt and then that friend that they're always hanging out with or whatever. It's just right. not something that you come out and it's this big thing to be celebrated and accepted because I feel right. like we're still going through so many other things yeah. where our safety is concerned, where politics are concerned, that adding one more thing onto that just seems kind of reckless and irresponsible. So I think that maybe that plays a part into it as well. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I understand, like, the the side from the religious side, because mm-hmm. that's how my family was. Right. Um, but I just never knew why it was so stigmatized like that. I don't know. I mean, like, that that's my experience. I remember growing up and hearing my mom say things like, I love Ellen DeGeneres, but I hate that she's gay. And that was just... You know, I mean, it was just a statement. She would go on about that. It was actually something I brought up to her a couple of years ago. And she was like, I don't ever remember saying that. But that's something that I have, like, obviously mm-hmm. never forgotten that she said because it made such a, mm-hmm. you know, it would always be, you know, but it came down to the things that we could watch on TV. Like, I couldn't watch, like, MTV, like, by myself, like, at night. Like, I never, like, I would, like, sneak and watch the real world. But <laughs> I couldn't, like, watch the real, it was on. She knew that I knew it was on. But it was, like, if it was something like run's house or like my super sweet 16 or the hills that's fine to watch but like all these little raunchy videos and stuff like that so it was always mm. about like kind of trying to protect us from the bad parts of secular music and things like that even though we weren't super active in yeah. the church or anything like that it was still something to kind of protect us from so maybe it's about um preservation of innocence or just trying to protect you or feeling like they can save your soul for you i i, I don't know it could be all of those things or none of those things mm. Maybe a little of both. Maybe a little bit of everything. I do remember uh, the first time I met your mom, I was so much more nervous Mm -hmm. about meeting her than any other parent Mm -hmm. ever. Yeah. My mom has literally hated everybody that I have ever... Well, uh, she didn't hate you, but of course... She didn't like me. She she wasn't into it. Um, And like even all the people that I had ever introduced her before, she loved... And she loved, yeah. But like everybody else, like <laughs> she could not stand. <laughs> and of course, those are the ones that I think were probably my shortest relationships and everything like that. But it's just like the closer I ever was to somebody growing up, the more that she felt adversely about them. And then with you, it was just like that. Her feelings about our our relationship yeah. didn't have anything to do with us. Right. You know, that was right. just kind of a, a growth stage yeah. in, in her life. But, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I understand that. Yeah. How did you feel um, meeting my family for the first time? Scared as shit because they were old, white, religious yeah. people. I wasn't sure how that would... Like, I was hoping for the best, oh but all of the previous things that I you talked about... I was so scared. I was just super nervous that they would just... My dad would say something dumb and mm. not mean it... Uh, in an offensive way at all or in in a hurtful way. Mm-hmm. 
but then he would just say it and so i was i was was on edge too horrified i was terrified to meet your parents yeah and then of course like this is from me who you know like my family literally consisted of mom grandmother brother me and then like you know when my dad (laughs) we saw them or whatever right coming into not only white people in the south that i'm not so sure about the reception already but it was like 40 or 50 people at thanksgiving it wasn't quite that many, but there okay, were at like least 30. 30. People. Yeah, that's just immediate 30 or family. 30 people. Yeah. 30, 30 people in my immediate family. Like, so, yeah. It's a lot. A lot. And it went really, really well. And your mom was so sweet to me. She was just excited to have somebody that was able to reach the top shelf in the kitchen. And, like, we were the ones that, like, stayed <laughs> behind. Like, and, you know, I did the same thing I would do, yeah. like, you know, with my own family, taking out the trash, cleaning up the dishes, making sure that she's okay. Yeah, you definitely... Sure you aren't taking care of everybody else. You definitely won her over by uh, staying to help clean up. Yeah. Because nobody ever does. They usually pack up their stuff and head out. And it's always us that are there with her. Yeah. <laughs> Helping her clean up after everybody no, else. Like, to be fair, out. like, I don't ever... I cook like one thing, mm-hmm. so I don't ever offer to bring like additional stuff. Right. And I don't want to, like, it's my family, so I don't want to bear you down with, mm-hmm. hey, hey, honey, make this. Right. Uh, so if I can clean up and not cook and everybody, you know, lives because I didn't cook, then. Yeah, so we'll always have, like, serve and clean. Yeah. And that usually gets us pretty, pretty okay. I'll butter the rolls and put them in the oven. I'm always happy to be a sous chef. Yeah. And your mom's always help, grateful for the help. Yeah. Yeah, so what else did we have on the docket for today? Just about, um, I would think like a lot of the things that people on our like social media platforms and stuff that reach out to us are just like, oh shit, y'all are in Alabama? Like, (laughs) how is that? Y'all have survived through that? It is deep south. I feel like we are super fortunate for our own experience. Like we haven't been shunned or Mm -mm. disowned or beaten up or no i've never gotten like nasty messages like the worst thing that's ever happened is like some snow dicks some kid (laughs) in the neighborhood like came and like drew like with his finger like a penis in the snow on a car but then i think that they did like intentionally like drive by like one of the other cars and like with their little handlebar kids are dicks dude oh Um, yeah yeah it had a dick in the snow and i hate you written on it and mm-hmm. then they put mud on your white freshly washed car uh-huh. uh and then dragged, and then dragged the handlebars yeah down handlebars down my rental car yeah, that was a fun are, time kids are assholes and we moved shortly there not because of that like if you're listening to this you little shit catch me outside <laughs> no that was the not... cherry on top that was the cherry <laughs> that's not on top. why we left we had already been talking about wanting to move and we were just like yeah definitely not renewing a lease no we're, mm. we're done yeah so we bought bought when i tell y'all all them white people got like the angriest of black ladies knocking on their door asking about Whew. their kids that day because that's something that you don't want to do is jack with my family and my home i will rip your face off are you kidding me yeah meanwhile i'm just looking out the window where are your kids like i had to bake cookies for like the new neighbors that had just moved into that house next door yeah she was like the first time that she encountered you had ever spoken to that lady was to be like where are your kids they're out here violating our vehicles i don't you know i don't like the way that this feels this needs to stop you know (laughs) and i bake cookies i was like i'm so sorry that that was the first time but at the same time like i'm sorry about the approach i'm sorry that that's the first conversation we ever had i'm not ever gonna be sorry for like defending Mm -mm. my own home and protect being protective of my family and our house yeah so i 
And you, you were really good at that. You're a good mama bear for yeah. that because that is not my personality at all. Um, speaking of which, so what? how about like in the workplace? What's your, have you felt like that our relationship or us being interracial has played into that at all or? Um, no, I feel more like the fact that I'm married to a woman. Yeah. And that is something that like I'll say like all the time, you know, or whatever. But um, that seems to maybe put queer like white people at ease a little bit mm-hmm. more especially white trans men like what white trans women mm-hmm. um that you know that that will all you know i'm always very like just come put your like head in my bosom and i can comfort you but i'll be like yeah and then, like, yeah it's the best white wife. and they're just like oh she's like so cute i'm just like yeah <laughs> i know we're super cute so you know See, maybe in that way but yeah i feel like it's helped me as well mm-hmm. uh because like I, I tell you to use that as a yeah. tool all the time. So I do. That. So I I teach. Uh, it's like corporate education. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm a corporate trainer, mm-hmm. and uh, when I do these new hire classes and stuff, mm-hmm. I always do the introductions, and I always say, and I'm married to um, a beautiful black woman. Her name is Tiffany, and um, she does this, 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 and this. And that way, I can a get the fact that uh, I am part of the. Um, L- okay. Yeah. She, she, she family. Yeah, I'm part of the family, so don't say any ignorant shit. And second of all, I'm married to a black woman, so if it's a group full of white men, uh, don't say any ignorant shit. And, or if there is another black person there, then it allows them to feel more comfortable with me. And I've noticed ever since I started doing that at your suggestion mm-hmm. that they immediately feel more comfortable exactly. and start to share. And I would feel the same way. Yeah. And I never thought to do that because in my head it was like, an, I was exploiting it. Mm-hmm. And so I felt guilty about, well, that's my, my like, natural said, emotion to most things. Guilt. Life. Like I'm a part of your life. And if that's something, you know, when we talked about that, before, yeah. I was like, use that to your advantage. Make sure that there's pictures make sure that it's visible because it'll put them at ease yeah because it's really really easy to mistake just your personality not vibing with somebody else's personality for you don't like me because i'm black that i mean those two things can be synonymous yeah because of where we live yeah it also helps like the one or two times i've released somebody from class and they've happened to be a person of color mm-hmm. that they're not like oh it's just she a race like thing yeah, uh i had one person tell me that a long, long time ago, they were like, this is, you know, oh, you're just a racist. You want to help me because I'm black or something like mm-hmm. that. And I was like, dude, mm-hmm. you can believe what you want to believe. But I can't, that, that that's not why I'm not going to help you. Like, I'm about to go home and rest my face on upon the brownest of bosoms. Like, please bosoms? <laughs> bosoms? <laughs> not bosoms. <laughs> the brownest of bosoms uh, if you mean bosoms <laughs> still a weird word but okay oh, and no, i do I felt, no i know that the word is bosom i wanted to say bosom i felt like it was appropriate <laughs> uh, okay well that is where i rest my head and it is yeah. it is the best it is great it's the best this especially like if you're having a bad day or you're feeling in, at all emotional you're like that's the best upon the brownest of bosoms <laughs> bosoms <laughs> but and why bosom why not bosom <laughs> and i think that that is a good stopping point we're gonna leave y'all with, with the bosoms of the <laughs> brownest of bosoms the brownest and softest of bosoms while we close out <laughs> and go to sleep <laughs> because oh. we are tired and i have to be up and go and do something tomorrow that'll 
allow us to live another day. Another day. <laughs> another day. Just kidding. It'll be it's like a drop in the hat compared to the Monopoly man over here with her little monocle. <laughs> <laughs> Where did the monocle come from though? Why does it matter where the oh. Bible came from? I don't know. I just feel like it matters. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, y'all have a good one. We love y'all. Don't forget to rate the podcast, like, subscribe, comment, share, um, email us. Again, that email address, and we will be converting that over to a different one that goes right to our website. But in the meantime, um, you can still reach us at that ohhoney2018 at gmail.com. And you can always DM us. Again, that's sweetashoney.love on Instagram. Um, I'm thinking about maybe getting these over to YouTube as well. I'm not sure how y'all would care for just the audio format. That's something else y'all can let us know. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.